You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. With the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McClendon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Listening to the North Shore Nine podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! I am Ryan Alexander. Along with me, as always, is Anthony Donardo. Donardo, what up? Yo, yo, yo. What up, Ryan? Not too much. Fresh off a bar crawl. And, uh, yeah, I'm crawling on this week. I don't know. Yeah, what's up? Crawling in my skin. Oh, God. Uh, back in our studios, got the sound quality back to normal. Yes. yes. I got to say, that was, um, man, that was rough last week. I mean, it was an awesome time. I got to say, I had a great time at the Building Bridges Bar Crawl, hosted yep. by the Pittsburgh clothing company, but man, that definitely was the largest crowd we had for a live podcast and boy, did the audio suffer. So I, yeah. I kind of apologize, but mentally noted, we will make sure it's better going forward. Yeah. Like most of our, I mean, you know, anytime you do a live podcast, it's, it can be interesting. You know, usually like when we started these out before pirate games, you know, it's outside you know, it's loud. You might have the the ramp from the cars or something above <laughs> the train. you, but you had the train in the background. But like you're outside, so sort of the sound you know goes elsewhere. But we've done a couple, you know, inside now. Um, you know, at the foundry, a couple even there. But you know, as we're gonna have on a little bit later here, Zach Delise coming onto the show. Um, he'll he'll tell you. But I mean, there was a hundred and seventy, you know, sixty some people that checked in. And as the show went on, it progressively got louder. So, yeah, it, it was tough. You know, we record off the the one mic there, just kind of in a roundtable situation. And uh, we had a setup in the corner. But, yeah, it, it is what it is. So, like I said, we'll, we'll try to make it better, you know, next time we do a, a live podcast coming up this year, which maybe we'll be talking about that a little bit later, too. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we're back in our normal audio, and hopefully everything sounds good. Right. It's like I got all this equipment here. And for our mobile one, it's pretty much just been that mic because, you know, for, for reasons. And, and this thing, too, I mean, we were outside. Like, you don't really have plugs to hook things up, so that's been kind of uh, right. an issue. But, you know, we were inside. So, uh, yeah, anyways, but it was a great time, as mentioned. Um, it was. It was. I had a great time. Uh, like I said, I told you the day before, I'm like, there's, like, it's nine, eight, eight nine hours of drinking, different bars. I was like, <laughs> I got to go to amazing. bed. I got to go to bed early on Friday night. This is ridiculous. Oh, um, but dude, what a it, boomer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> boomer. It was a good time, though. I had a fun time, and uh, we made it to the made it even to the after party, Donardo, and you made it even beyond the after party. The after after party, the which beyond. I don't know if that was really a party. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, we, like what, a, yeah, we yeah, went from a bar that? crawl to a, a bar browse. We just <laughs> walked around looking at other bars. Anyways. In, in, in great weather, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, no. but yeah, shout out I, to 
Pittsburgh Clothing Company and Zach uh, that we'll have on here in a little bit. But it was a great time uh, for a good cause. And as he said, we were building bridges all day long. That we were. Opposed to what we normally do, Ryan, which is burning bridges. <laughs> yes. But yes, yeah, so I'm back down in uh, in sunny Florida. You're still uh, up there. We, we got spring training official. What? Just, a, you know, a few hundred miles actual, away from me. I'll be down games. in... Uh, in Bradenton, this upcoming March, whatever it is, 13, 14, St. Patty's Day weekend. Of course, another oh. drinking time. Mm. So that's where you can find me in Bradenton, right, when the drinks are coming. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's official. Spring training is here, Ryan. We've had our first taste of baseball. The Pirates are 0-3, season over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. He stays. Has he been good? <laughs> well, I don't the care game. about the game like you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not been good, Donardo. No, oh, the Pirates are zero and three. They had a split squad game today against the Tigers and Phillies. Um, and yeah, we're gonna play that game where uh, we're gonna overreact about spring training on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Apparently. Yeah, I'm not going to go deep like, in that. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, right. I, I don't want to go out that deep in Because, you know, I mean, we both could. We, we could call people out and talk. But let's let's not go there. Let's not get that petty this early into this long season coming up. But, I mean, let's talk a little bit about spring training. But, but first, we get to the actual play. Let's talk about the person that won't be attending spring training. Pablo Reyes popped. I With an 80 again about, suspension. I thought you were talking about me. Well, obviously, obviously, you're not taking your talents to Bradenton this year, but uh, yeah, Pablo Reyes is is uh, is suspended for 80 games, Ryan, with a PED suspension. Whoops. Our boy Pablo, the life of PA. Pablo Sanchez. Oh my God, what are we going to do without Pablo? I mean, you really only need Pablo in September, because that's really the only time he seems to hit in the majors. Um. But no, I mean, and now that there's no trade trade deadline, you know, end of August, he's he's not useful as a trade piece either. True. I mean, look, it's one of those, you know, pop. Look, are we going to be? Obviously, it sucks that you know for him and everything and and what he was doing, and I don't know his reasoning behind it or you know whatever. But I mean, I don't know if this is the like if you say, oh, this is the end of Pablo Reyes for, as as a pirate. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to say that much. I don't. You know, he'll be obviously once he's you know suspension's over, he'll he'll come back, and I'm sure they'll put him at AAA, and he's kind of behind some guys now. But um, yeah, I just don't. I mean, it's yeah, you lose Pablo Reyes. It's not it's not like the Pirates were relying on him to hold down the right field spot. But he was one of those guys like in the mix, and like you said, especially you know kind of depth piece, fourth fifth outfielder. But yeah, it's uh, kind of a out of nowhere news, and uh, yeah, he's out eighty games, so. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, at this point, would you just cut him? I mean, I saw a lot of people that like, oh, just cut him. But I mean, there's really eh. no reason to. Like, he's going to be on the suspended if list. If you're doing and... it for like the moral compass route, honestly, who cares? That's what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's and it's... If you're going to cut him because he's not that good, that's that's one thing. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like, right. why why cut him? Like, why when you're the Pirates, why cut any player at this point? You want to you know acquire and keep people. Uh, as right. much as possible. Not that I think Pablo Reyes is, is like great, right? I mean, we thought maybe there was something to him, you know, once he made that splash in September. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he was a fun story. I mean, that's for sure. You know, I, right. I liked the guy. He's great for memes. You know, I mean, I really enjoyed that as well. It was like I every week like I can that. make a new meme, a new GIF or something. Uh, that's going to be gone for a while. But, you know, what I find the irony in this, now shout out to Joey Bag of Donuts and the Donut Bag. I was actually recently on his podcast with John Parado. We were talking about Hall of Fame. And, of course, you know, the talks about steroids came up and everything. And, you know, it was, of course, we're talking about Barry Bonds, which is part of it. And, you know, our takes on Barry Bonds. He should be in the Hall, right? And the thing about it was, you know, when guys are that great, you know, the steroids can, like, you know, kind of do so much or whatever. But it's like what John pointed out was the guys that I really think and worry, you know, and talk about are the, those guys, the fringe players, right? That all of a sudden now they're hitting like, you know, 15, 20 home runs. And you think about it, and it's like not saying that it's right, but I get it. I understand. You, you, you get You're the talking about someone it, yeah. who could be out of a job or making millions of dollars. Right. And is the risk of getting popped for steroids worth getting that one contract that you're finally going to get, right? Or stick around for a club, all that, right? Worth taking the steroids for, for those players. And it's not that I say Pablo Reyes is right in making his decision, but I get it. I get it. I absolutely do. It's the risk-reward. He got caught. He's paying the consequences. But if he didn't and if he made all that money, I mean, are you going to blame a man for getting millions of dollars? Right. Basically, I mean, what I'm I, saying is if that was you, would you have done it as well? I mean, I like I said, I, I don't think I would, but I, I'm not in that situation. But... <laughs> Like you said, I I understand the thought process behind it. Um, like if Mike Trout tomorrow decided to take steroids, I, I wouldn't. That wouldn't make sense to me. Like there's no benefit for him. Like he's already great. But yeah, fringe guys like Pablo Reyes and and absolutely. And Reyes was he was close. He was right on the cusp. I mean, he had major league time. He had that September. For the love of God, he's on the Pirates who. You know, probably if he has a pretty good year, could could be a, a full time player with the Pirates. Right. So I could see the thought process behind it. Hey, maybe I do this, get a little edge up on these guys, and like you said, uh, maybe get that contract or get paid a little bit. So and especially the timing, yeah. like he had that taste of success, you know, yeah. and he almost was looked at as part of the Pirates' plans for 2019, you know, and he played terrible when he went down the AAA, didn't play too well. He kind of turned on a bit. But it wasn't like he had a successful season. You're looking at 2020 like this is it. You know, like I either make it this year and become part of the, you know, the plans for the future or I'm done. Like this is a make or break or year for me. Why not enhance it a little bit? Mm-hmm. Again, not saying it's right, but I get it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, yeah, and it sucks. I mean, for, for him anyway, but. But yeah, that's that's the you know he would he would be a great player in the XLB, Donardo. <laughs> yes, he would. Where everybody's on steroids, and uh, you know steroids are encouraged, not discouraged. I don't know if we if I don't know if we did we define if steroids were encouraged or not. The thing is, know, you but... don't need steroids in this league. <laughs> the league itself is on steroids, <laughs> right? <laughs> but we're going to be marking this XLB. But yeah, no, and I heard your podcast with uh, Parada on on and Joey uh, Bag of Donuts, and it was very good. And uh, yeah, I'm with you guys both. Yeah, Bond's definitely in the hall, should be. And um, 
but yeah, I mean, as far as steroids, it's like, you know, some people say, well, they should just, you know, they shouldn't test for it. They should be allowed, whatever. But right now you, they are testing for it. So they're illegal. And he got, you know, he got caught in 80 game suspension. So it is what it is. Uh, we'll see, yep. you know, we'll see what he comes back I, at this point. Like you said, I don't see the pirates cutting him. That doesn't make much sense. Um, Pirates could use any and any depth or help or, you know, try to catch one of these guys, try to catch gold with one of these guys, basically. So, um, you know, he's going to have to play within the rules of the game from here on out. But, yeah, keep him around and, and see what happens. And who knows, maybe he'll give you another great September. There you go. In 2021. And then you could trade him at the deadline. There you go. Next because season. outfielders get everything at the deadline. Of course, they bring in they bring in so much. <laughs> you're right. How did I forget about that? You're right. You're right. <laughs> they're just they're just it's crazy. They bring in so much, um, but you know what, Donardo? Uh, if you remember the line from Major League, I think it's Major League Two. The important thing is, is that spring training, JT Riddle is crushing the ball. Two Three for games, two. He's crushing with the a ball. walk. That, that's, that's all I need to know. Two he got a two, triple. A triple. walk, and one of the hits was a triple. That's right. O'Neill Cruz with a double. Look, love to see it. Love Luke, to see it. Luke, get don't get used to seeing this. Luke Maley, a 667 batting average. 1330 OPS. <laughs> the future so, is bright. <laughs> right. It's catching so assault. Like, you know, as we talk about spring training, like wins and losses. Who cares? They mean absolutely nothing. You're pitching like eight guys in a game during you know during these games, and you're getting other guys in for reps. So what we always look for in these is the player performance. So when you see somebody like Onyo Cruz or you know K. Brian Hayes or J. T. Riddle performing well, uh, that's what you want to look at. How about Kella? Kella struck out the Even side. That, that's still that, that itself is also overblown. I, I'm sorry, well, it, I just got to say like there's there there's part of it you want to see, but like I'm not taking the numbers for what they are. I mean, every year you look at spring training and who stands out. I want to say for pitchers, no, because yeah, pitchers are usually like the. But work it's still on even for for hitters. I mean, thing. if I'm, I'm but I mean, if hitters, I'm JT you, Riddle, I went two for two today. I saw nothing but fastballs that I can hit off of freaking, <laughs> you know, si- godly. Right. Now, Mize, Mize, you know, two earned runs. He was a pretty solid prospect, but still, it's like you know, the guy's not even the majors either, yet. Right. But a lot of it's, I mean, it's a lot of, you want to get these guys conditioned, especially pitchers. You work their, you know, workloads up as the games go on. And I mean, this is, and by the way, this started like the game started really early this year. I mean, February 22nd. Yeah. But Ryan, the, the season starts March 26th, which is so stupid. It's going to be snowing on opening day. Well, not for the pirates because they'll be in Tampa, but it'll be snowing elsewhere. But no, I mean, like I said, there's stats. People are going to look at them and say, "What?" And there are teams. There, there are guys that are going to be that are you know fighting for a spot on this team, you know, especially with a new manager, um, you know, everything basically. What was the what was the quote that Shelton gave Cruz? You know, Cruz said, "I'm I'm looking forward to trying to make the team." <laughs> Shelton's like, "Good luck to you." No, that. <laughs> Wow, you got didn't, that all wrong. That was Soto. That, that was Juan Soto. That was the Juan Soto quote I sent you. Uh, and Dave funnier. Martinez. There you go. Well, that, you, you don't know that that conversation didn't happen between Cruz and Shelton. There, you heard it here first <laughs> and last because it didn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Juan but Soto's, O'Neal Cruz, he, he's, he, he's his quote was saying how he wants to make the team. Like, he wants to be in Pittsburgh this year. Juan Soto does? 
That that too. No, Cruz, <laughs> what's wrong with you? No, because Juan Soto. That'd You're be such great. an old man now, Dad. But the, but the, okay, Boomer. But that's the thing. Like guys, there are guys fighting for spots. So yes, do the stats matter? Not really. But the performances, or how guys are. I guess performing maybe the the results don't show necessarily in the stats, but it, it they are being judged. They are out there, you know. They do mean something. So they mean something, know. right? But that's, that's like what I'm getting at. Like it's it's the stuff within the stats. I think that matters more. It's like what like I don't care if a pitcher goes four innings and he gives up five runs because he was working on his curveball and his curveball looks so good, but he right. threw it sixty percent of the time. You know, so everyone knew it was coming. You know, like that's not going to happen during a real seat, you know, real game. But all right, this guy's curveball is looking really, really good. That was almost like Keller last year. I actually witnessed it. One of the games, I think he gave up like three home runs, you know, in an inning or <laughs> yeah. something like that. But it was like his stuff was looking really, really good. <laughs> he was good. like laughing. Wasn't he laughing after it? Yeah, yeah. I think his third home. Yeah, I was watching behind home plate, and uh, yeah, he like literally was laughing when he gave up that that third homer. You know, you just heard it off the bat, and he just laughed, and he didn't even turn around. So, you know, it's like it's it's more of the feel, I guess, and less of the numbers that you're looking for, which you can't see that within the numbers. So, yeah, when when Jose Ozuna goes 500 in spring, he's <laughs> not our pool holes and should be taking over Josh Bell's spot, and that's what I'm getting at. So when JT Riddle ends up batting like 400 this uh, this spring. It's not like I'm looking at him any different than I have and do today. Boy, if he hits 400 in the season, that'd be something. Well, as long as it's not two for five. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, other, you know, other things to, to note about uh, Nick Birdie pitched today, which, there, you know. That, that's perfect. Like, that's what I'm looking at. Not yeah, to cut you off you know, in that sense, but, you know, like, I don't care about his numbers. It was the fact that he was hitting 99. He looks mm-hmm. healthy. That's what I want to see in spring. And we saw, you know, you saw going into spring, they had the quote that, you know, him, Santana, cool, they have no restrictions coming into spring. But you're thinking, well, okay, but they're going to, you know, are they going to, nope, day two out here, Nick Birdie is throwing, you know, a couple innings, you know, not a couple innings, but, you know, an inning, uh, two-thirds of an inning he got in. But, yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's great to see. These guys are starting right off the bat. So, hopefully, you know, they'll get that condition up and they're not going to be, you know, delayed going into the season. Uh, I can't wait to see Chad Cool. Can't wait to see Santana. And uh, I'm excited about Nick Birdie. I'm a Nick Birdie fan. Same, same. Birdie and and Cool. (laughs) Cool's my guy this year. Cool, I really want to see. He really intrigues me. The new coaching, the new pitching philosophy, him coming out. And I know it's it's coming off Tommy John, but it's a little bit extended, you know, since it was actually 2018 season that he got it. So, like, I don't look at him as, like, the guy just coming off of Tommy John. If baseball was playing in November, he probably would be participating. So it's like he's gotten that extra bit of time to heal up more. Um, yeah, I'm really intrigued about about Cole. But yeah, especially yeah, too, and, you, you mentioned with uh, Birdie. <laughs> Sorry, mine went blank. Birdie. And, and cool. I mean, bird, I think bird, at this bird, point, bird's the bird. especially, God, especially if he has no, if they, you know, they all don't have any restrictions. At this point, I think Chad Cool. Is probably the, you know, I mean, I don't want to say who's got the inside track, but at this point, he's my fifth starter. Um, we've gone back and forth about, I still think Chad Cool could be really, really good in the bullpen. You know, it's like a one, two inning pitcher, uh, you know, even, you know, three or four, whatever. But I don't know. I'm like so desensitized from Hurdle last year not 
doing like the more uh, opener and kind of more, um, you know, pit, don't don't let the pitchers face, don't let your starting pitchers face the lineup a third time, and right. bringing in different guys and basically thinking outside the box. But we'll see, you know, we'll see what Shelton well, and, to, and Charrington bring as far as that. Credit, but. he said, Kella's the Cole or the Cole, Kella's the closer with a capital closer. C. So yeah. I, know, I don't know, worries so, me a little bit. So, but we'll see. So that's what I mean. Like at this point, I'm not really buying into the whole like, hey, this is going to be different. We're not going to be, you know, they, these are our five starters, and then these are our, this is our closer and thing. But it looks like, I mean, I'm not. So at this point, that's probably what's going to happen. So, you know, at this point, I think Chad Cool, the most potential is in that is in, in that rotation. So I think if he's healthy, he's looking good in spring, hitting the numbers that he needs to hit, then he's gonna he should be in that rotation. If he falters this year in the rotation, then maybe you move him to the bullpen. I mean, this guy's still young. He's still, you know, what the years of control. So you could always move him to the bullpen and maybe have a really, really good reliever for two, three innings. So, you know, we'll see. But I think at this point you put him in the rotation. Yeah, and I think the thing is too, right. I mean, ultimately that's where the most value is. You know, I, I don't care how great of a closure you are. If you could be a frontline ace type of starter, like that's way more valuable, right? So uh, it makes sense. I mean, I'm with you. I think Cole could, of course, also be a very good bullpen piece. Um, he might be best suited for that, but you want to give him every opportunity to be in the rotation because if he's a very good starter, then you get more value in that than being, you know, even like a long man, even like an opener, you're saying, you know, so uh, I think you give him every opportunity. Uh, I would rather see him than Brawl. I think he has more upside, of course, than Brawl. Or, or Derek Holland. Oh, or Derek Holland, who I forgot. I didn't yeah. realize that the Cole Tucker hit his first home run. That was off Derek Holland. <laughs> oh, yeah. In, yeah. In their, I, I heard Arizona, that today. Right? I didn't realize that. So there's that dynamic. That's funny. But, yeah, yeah so, of course, no. like I'm with you with that, too. I mean, long term, if you're looking at Chad Cool, you want him to be a very good starter. And I think he has every capability of doing it. Right. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it's all, I think a lot of it's going to be health. And like you said, it's a, it's that unknown with the pitching philosophy. If the pitching philosophy is, you know, with a good pitching philosophy, like what could Chad Cool present? What could all these, what could Tr- Chris Archer do? You know, so we'll, we'll see here, but yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, Archer, Musgrove, Trevor Williams, Keller, that's your rotation. And then I guess it's Chad Cool, Brault and Holland kind of, uh, battling, I guess, for the fifth spot right now. But yeah, is Clay Holmes in that discussion? I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so either. But yeah, who knows? But we'll see. That's what matters in spring training, Donardo. You hit it, man. Again, I'm not so worried about the number. And here's the thing, too, right? I may find it funny because we're going to be joking about the people that are panicking and exposing the Pirates to 0 3, right? But at the same point, like we mentioned, okay, well, if that means something, then right. I guess. You know, Maley's two for three. So he's a good catcher, right? I mean, that's how it works. So catcher's solved. Um, I forget, what did Stallings <laughs> do today? Stallings, well, he catched uh, a game. Catched a game? Caught oh, a game? you know what? No, he didn't. That was yesterday. It was J.R. Murphy that caught the other game. He went 0 for 3. Well, so not fully solved. No, Stallings played today. Did he? There was a split squad game. Yeah, no, yesterday? he caught yesterday though. Hang on, I'm looking it up. Yeah, you're right, J.R. Mur- yeah, John Ryan Murphy uh, 
caught today. And then Luke Maley. That's right, because Luke Maley with his two hits. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Azuna, two for three. He, Azuna's going to hit 500 again this spring. I'm telling you, it's clockwork. <laughs> He's great in spring training. And then <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Socrates Brito had a hit today. Socrates. Yeah, this is, I mean, so when do you go to spring training? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me get the calendar. It's, I'm, uh, like, I'm like, break it down for the listeners so they can join you. Yeah, and if you're going to be there, let me know. So the 13th, 14th, and 15th of March, I'll be go. in Brandon. Now, I mean, I typically go down every like so often in the weekend. I'll go out, like for a game or something. So I'll announce that if I do. But I will definitely be in Bradenton on the 13th, 14th, and 15th. And I believe they only play in Bradenton the 13th. They play, I think, the Twins as well on the 14th, which Sarasota's down the road. And then the 15th, I believe, the Rays in Tampa. So I'll be driving back home anyways. That'd be perfect. So uh, I intend on going to all three and then Saturday night partaking in the St. Patty's Day events. So come on out. <laughs> no, it, I, I wish I could be there. We're, we're going to create our own bar crawl that night, too. <laughs> there, there you go. There it is. All, all the Bradington brows. Yeah. The the brains in we're going streaking. Bring your green hat. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, so anything else? What what else are you looking at for spring training? Um, I guess as a whole here. What what, what do you want to see uh, from? Shit, I don't know anybody. Well, I guess so. Again, like a lot of health because there's a lot of concerns of. The guys we've already just mentioned, right? Um, another person is Gregory Polanco. I, I want to see how that arm looks. Can he reach second base when he throws it from right field, first of all? <laughs> right? And if he can reach home, that would be a great plus. Um, so, like, the main thing about him is health. And seeing him at the plate, like, is he comfortable? Is he, you know, okay, like, here's another example. Like, Jung Ho hit, what, eight home runs, seven home runs last spring? Right, and you got DFA. <laughs> yeah. So, so like another example of like what we want to see in spring and stuff like that. Like, but that's part of it with with Blanco. I'm there mainly to see his health and what he is doing at the plate. Because even though Jung Ho did hit seven home runs, he also struck out like 46 percent of the time, I think, and that led us to see what the season was going to be about. He was a uh, literally a, a, I guess. So either striking out or hitting a home run. That was it for him. So, you know, Polanco, I want to see if he's healthy, if he's he's got some pop in there, uh, if he's not swinging at everything, uh, how long that swing is, if there's been any adjustment. I want to see Bell a little bit. Um, you know, how consistent he is, and I don't know. I think, again, it's, it's mainly like health and, and just the vibe. Well, you, you mentioned Chris Archer about... Chris throwing the sinker. You mentioned about health. So with Birdie, Santana, and Chad Cool having no restrictions, yeah, like Tyone was just he was moved back to the sixty day DL. Like, there's not do we have any other injuries? Like nobody else is really injured or I, I guess gonna be delayed uh to start. Like not that I've heard of. Um, right? Like it's it's kinda rare. Yeah, I mean that's basically it. I mean there were I some mean, 
minor things in the off season, but nothing major for like any of the hitters or such. So, but that's what I mean. Like nobody is like, oh, hey, like they're not going to be able to like swing a bat until you know halfway through spring training or oh, something. Like right, right. Everybody is like healthy and good to go, except for basically Jamison Tyone, which we knew right um, going into it. Now you know, knock on wood. Hopefully that stays as his spring training goes on. I mean, that's obviously number one key. You don't want you know anybody to go down. A um, setback from him. I think he just started throwing ninety feet, Tyone. So he just well, reached, yeah, yeah. He just reached that. Yeah, I mean that. I know what you're saying, but in the same sense, you also don't want to see a setback from Jamison Tyone in his right. rehab. But right. he, I mean, he falls under like the cool situation. I mean, he should be ready to go next year, as long as there's no setbacks. Like how cool was probably with no restrictions. You would expect, but it is his second Tommy John, so mm-hmm. that's where we saw. So it's tough, but you know, as we get going in spring training, I'm sure we'll we'll be breaking down. Uh, I guess the 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 spots that are open on the team, you know, who's who's going to make the team and everything. And as as we just talked about the fifth rotation spot, I go to Pirates.com and that's the top thing. It says taking stock of Bucks number five starter options, and it has Brault, Holland, and Chekul. So there you mm, go. There it is. There it is. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we'll get into it. Um, be, uh, actually, can I, I can't believe spring training's here. Like, it's I, I want to see, I want to see Hayes as well. And not for the fact that he's yes. making the club. I just want, now, of course he had a great spring last year and we saw what happened, but I just kind of want to see what the spring is about too. Cause he, it would be nice for him to get another hot start and continue it. And if he can really develop himself into that prospect hype and have a really solid season in triple a, He's important to the future of this club. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably one of the most important pieces. Yeah, um, Hayes and Cruz. I mean, those are two big mm-hmm. spots. And, you know. Yeah. Cruz, I mean, he needs time to to season, <laughs> to say the least. Right. And I think he showed a little bit yesterday. Uh, not that I was watching the game, but just seeing on Twitter uh, and from the radio announcement. Although he did have a nice hit today. But, you know, like, like he, he can be that superstar talent. But he needs some time to develop. But yeah, it's like I do want to see a little bit of Hayes, what he's got, because he's going to be pretty important this upcoming year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm interested for Mitch Keller. I want to see Mitch. Uh, you know, he had a, a very kind of bizarre first year last year with this, you know, high ERA, but a FIP basically like four runs below his ERA. Um, it was like one of the most unluckiest pitchers. Uh, I think actually the Ever. most unlucky in, in baseball. So <laughs> right. I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, kind of, you know, you have the new pitching philosophy. We saw a couple of his starts where it was just fastball, 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 fastball. Um, so I'm interested to see how they, they kind of tinker with him and, and how he approaches um, some of these games and yeah. in the, in the sequencing anyway. So and that's it right there. Such a beautiful curveball. such a beautiful right. curveball. Is Mitch <laughs> Keller going to use it? I hope. There it is. Ryan hopes. I hope. So yeah, but, yeah. I mean that's the thing. You got you want to see it. Don't don't sit there and just throw the fastball seventeen times down the middle. That usually doesn't work out too good. Right. So I'm interested to see, you know, what they do. I mean, Keller, like I said, the rotation if you have Chad Cool in there and he does well, you know, coming back, I mean that's not a guarantee, but the rotation could not be that bad. <laughs> like maybe even Donardo, should I say good? If Archer, you know, turns it around, Musgrove does, you know, are, what we think he can do. And are you saying we Charlie might have Williams. five aces in the bird, Ryan? Oh my goodness. 
maybe never with, again. With never one again. Up our sleeve. <laughs> never yeah, don't, again. <laughs> don't note to self. Don't make uh, aces rotation aces shirt in, in late April. All right, you have to remind me that again about April sixteenth. <laughs> just, just, just send me just right now. Schedule a tweet that way. It reminds me. Right, <laughs> because I might get a little anxious again. Jump the gun and do it. Yeah, and then Whoops. have to send uh, Craig, the other Craig, uh, a shirt. Uh, I yeah. think there's, I think there's really actually either like two or three of those shirts out there. So if you have one, <laughs> you're in, you're in uh, some some small company. That's some rare rarefied uh, air there with that shirt. So. There it is. Is, is here. Most we, people are smart it's never not gonna getting be back one. On the site. So, anyways, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, I could this not not to put on like you know that everything's right and the pure optimism spectacles on, but you certainly can see this rotation being good for the same reasons that you saw that it could be good last year. Now, I know you don't have James and Tyones, that really hurts, but. These guys have some tools, and if they're used right, you know, they can be better. You know, we thought that this philosophy, right, the Searage stuff was turning last year. That's why you and I both were much higher on Chris Archer than uh, than what he showed, you know, because we thought they turned a corner and they were going to utilize these pitcher strengths more. You know, we saw Jameson Tyone come out there and start using a slider, you know, with Joe Musgrove coming into this rotation, throwing all his pitches and such. So... You know, it didn't happen, though. So now that we have this new pitching coach, Oscar's going to turn this club around. You know, he's going to use their strengths. So you can see the potential in this rotation. But I'm not going to stick my neck out there like I did last year and say this is <laughs> the best rotation in NL Central. Because it, But it's – you're right, though. But it's easy to see because you, you have – first off, I think our hopes for this new pitching philosophy is like <laughs> – way high <laughs> like like it's not living it's never going to live up to what i have in my head of what it's going to be but you have mitch keller you know top young prospect he you know he's had experience last year he's ready to go so you're you know you're hoping for good things from him you have chad cool coming back who we both love you're hoping for big things from him two years ago we've seen we'd seen trevor williams have one of the best first halves in baseball ever um and then was that the first half or was that second half? It was the second half, Ryan. Second half. Excellent. So you've <laughs> seen him do it before. Joe Musgrove coming off a, you know, a pretty good year, had some starts that, you know, overall numbers don't look, you know, that good at the end, but we we're hoping he's building on it. And then Chris Archer, we've we've seen him with another team anyway, have have good seasons. So it's like it's you can squint and see it, Donardo. It just it needs to happen and everybody needs to stay healthy cuz the depth uh, might be a little slim behind them. You're, you're, but you're right, though, Ron. You got to squint to see it. But if you have really, really bad vision, you squint. You kind of you get close to that 2020 vision, you know? And uh oh, it's 2020, Ron. You might be able to see it this year. <laughs> Jeez. I'm uh, telling I, you, though, I, I I'm with you. you. Right I'm up. with you. Like, I'm not going to hype up this rotation because I'm not burning, like getting burned again. But <laughs> it can happen, you know? Uh, I, I've said all last year, even when he was down, though, I mean, there is a pitcher in Chris Archer. Someone's got to find it, unlock it. I'm not saying he's going to go back to, like, his Cy Young Kennedy days, you know, with Tampa early on. But he's not this bad of a pitcher. You know, I, I still don't believe, like, Trevor Williams is that second-half pitcher by any means, right? But he's somewhere in the middle. Like, I think he could be a really good 
you know, he could be a, a solid number four pitcher, which you need. You know, it's not like a knock on him, but he's not a strikeout guy. You know, he's a guy I kind of just sit in there and give you close to 200 innings and give you some production. Um, I, I think there's, like, as we mentioned with Chad Cole, right, Keller. I mean, there's definitely potential in these guys. There's some tools with these guys. So it's going to be, like, that's what I'm intrigued about this season for. Not that this team's going to be good. I'm not looking for this team to win, you know, and go into the playoffs. I'm looking for small wins like that. Like, what type of pitcher are these guys going to turn out to be for the future? Like, what do we really have with this club with the right coaching around it? So it does start with spring, and that's what we're looking for. Not so much the numbers, but the stuff within the numbers. The, the, the stats, the score behind the box score. There you go. There you go. All right, that's about all the spring training talk I can do today. Do um, you want to bring on Zach DeLise? Sure, let's do it. All right, we'll be right back with uh, Zach from the Pittsburgh Clothing Company. All right, joining us now on the pod, the man behind the bar crawl from last weekend, Zach DeLise of the Pittsburgh Clothing Company. Zach, welcome back to the show. Good evening, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, definitely. We haven't had you on. I think you we just talked about it before the show. You were on three years ago, almost to the day. So that's right, right before the rebrand. <laughs> that's right. It's been way too long, but we wanted to try to talk with you last weekend, but you were kind of held up, uh, you know, being the the master of ceremonies at the check-in table um, at the foundry. But definitely wanted to bring you on here and just talk about the bar crawl from last weekend and and the success from it and everything. So yeah, it was. I, I know from our uh, point of view, it was an awesome time. <laughs> we were there from the start to the uh, the finish. I think. Well, I, I was there to the finish. I, I kind of tilled out at the very end. Donardo stuck around. Mm. I think to the. I was there for the after party. Yeah, the after party. But I mean, overall, Zach, what'd you think of the day? Oh, you got to be pretty pleased. Absolutely. Uh, anytime, anytime you get 167 people together just to drink all day, uh, a lot of nerves go into planning, and uh, I. I honestly was terrified that something would go wrong or, you know, uh, something would go amiss, but it ended up being a huge success. Uh, it was very smooth. There were no huge issues, no incidents. So uh, everybody seemed to have a great time. Uh, they're ready for next year already. Um, and I want to thank you guys for uh, for being so supportive throughout the whole process, uh, helping us promote, uh, doing the live podcast. That was awesome. I wish I could have come back, but uh, – yeah, we checked in 167 people. So uh, doing that in an hour and a half, I did not, I did not have a free moment at all <laughs> until uh, until everybody left and went on to Southern Tier. So it was awesome, and we appreciate you guys uh, sponsoring, uh, doing the podcast, and uh, bringing me on here so we can talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we we greatly appreciate. It. You know, we got your back. You need something. But I want to say too, I got to give you guys kudos and everyone that participated as well because. I myself was shocked how smooth, like just how smooth it went. You know, it was almost like it was, it was too good, but yeah, like there was no real issue. Everyone got along. Everyone followed directions. We didn't like lose anyone behind. Nobody, nobody died. Uh, like, like you said, 167, first off, 167 yinzers getting together, <laughs> drinking, you know, like you, you tend to feel like there's probably going to be some incidents, but nothing at all. So great job, everybody. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I, I bring up the worst case scenario of any situation and I was telling Tim a million times, I was like, something's going to happen. I was like, there's no way we're going to drink all day with these, 
with a bunch of people that, you know, there were a lot of groups, there were a lot of familiarity there. Um, but, uh, you know, as a whole, there's a lot of people you don't really know, but, um, yeah, I, like you said, it was, uh, it was very smooth, uh, somewhat of a surprise, but, um, hopefully we're, hopefully that leads to being on good terms with all the locations. So next year will be an even smoother process and, and getting, uh, all the locations confirmed. Yeah. No, nobody fell in the river. So I, I can, you know, that's, that's a success right there <laughs> being, being that close to the vicinity of the river, but no, I mean, willingly like said, or unwillingly, <laughs> right. Like Donardo said, I mean, pretty much the whole day, like, you know, my first thought was, my God, there's 160 some people going to be at this thing. Like, how the hell are we all going to like check out, you know, cash out our bar tab and go to the next place and try to get a beer. But like, they're really, besides maybe there was like one place that we kind of didn't know we were coming or just didn't, they, yeah. they were a little understaffed, but yeah, besides, gonna... you know, besides that, like it, you didn't, I mean, it, I never even noticed, like you got your bill on time, you went up, you cashed out. It was no big deal. You went on to the next place and just hearing from other people too, like everybody was having a good time and, and a, and a lot of people stuck around. That was another thing too. I was expecting, like, I was like, I wonder if we're going to have like five people at the end, but there was a pretty good crowd at the last two, um, you know, locations as well. Right. And I, mean, I have a, one of these schedules sitting here next to me right now. And you guys even brought it up looking Ahead, like the, the morning of looking at the day ahead of you, seeing you're going to eight different bars and it's like a day of work, eight hours, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it just seems like a lot. And I thought it went pretty quick. Uh, it was fun. And I'm glad you didn't mention that, uh, that bar by name, but they definitely <laughs> knew, uh, they knew two months in advance. So I will rectify that situation and I will make sure, uh, I'll make sure everything's good for next year. Well, and and I'll go. say to the contrary of how Ryan said here, you know, everyone stayed to the end and such. How many people were there? I want to say I was, I was kind of surprised how many people showed up that early as well. I mean, part of me, like Ryan said it best at the at the bar crawl. And I think on a show he mentioned, too, he's like when he saw, you know, the schedule for the next day, he was like kind of getting nervous and like getting ready to go to bed and such. It's such a long day. I broke so out knowing like you had to start drinking at noon on a Saturday and you weren't ending till nine. I was actually surprised how many people, pretty much everybody, as you mentioned, showed up right at the first bar. Yep. And, uh, we're a week later and it's just, I can't believe how, how successful everything was. And also Carrie being there and she was able to go to participate in the first half of the day, which was awesome. And, uh, she just appreciated every, every single person there and just the day as a whole. So, yeah. So looking forward to next year, Zach, I mean, are you, I know we talked even talking that night, um, you know, things about next year and everything, some thoughts you were going to do. So as far as like the timing, um, the out, the, the amount of hours that we were there, the number of locations, um, I know you're already thinking about next year. So what's, uh, what are your plans? What are you thinking of for, for next year for the bar crawl? So we were about halfway through the day that I realized there was going to be a success and I already decided, all right, we're doing it next year. And, um, Tim and I have been discussing some ideas and plans, and we think that uh, we might try to do uh, late spring, early summer, uh, with the pirates would have to be on the road, and there can't there can't be any conflicts with like a large event in the city or anything like that, especially like a concert at Stage AE or something like that. Right. But um, we were very diligent in um, finding a day this year that there were very few conflicts, like there was no Penguins game. 
Pitt was on the road. Like we looked into every, all of that kind of stuff, except apparently um, being the day after thanks or Thanksgiving, <laughs> the day after Valentine's day was apparently a big deal to some people. I didn't realize that. And I apologize. Hmm. So, um, yeah. So I, I guess we would have to wait for the pirates schedule next year to come out, which will come out at the end of this season uh, to start figuring out days. But I think that would be, I think um, warm weather would really add to the experience. I think, uh, Donardo would be thank, happy. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I felt and that I, one, Zach. And I meant to uh, bring up earlier, Donardo. Thank you for you flew in for this. That's unbelievable. I still can't believe that. So of course, man. And the second you reached out and asked, you know, about the podcast, I mean, I was in. I, I would have been in probably regardless of the podcast. Just come up there for that. Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, a repeat sponsor. Actually, I've been meaning to post the 2017 bar crawl group photo next to the 2020 bar crawl group photo. It's just unbelievable. That picture. And that wasn't even everybody. Like a lot of people weren't even at McFadden's for that. Uh, yeah, that's us too. We, we missed that photo. <laughs> Good one boys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're already thinking about next year. Uh, it's going to be tough to, to find a day with, with no conflicts in the spring and the summer, since, you know, a lot goes on around that time. But it would be great if we were able to do it uh, in a warm weather situation. Um, you mentioned the the amount of places next year. Honestly, I would love to make it maybe just like six stops. But I'm looking at this list, and I, I don't know who. Like, I guess I could come up with a few that we would we would take off. But everybody was so great and uh, so accommodating that there's no reason to. So. Yeah, I, uh, I totally agree with the uh, the day. It, it wouldn't be as daunting with only six. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, there were, we also didn't go everywhere in the North Shore, but I think right. we, I think the places we did go to uh, were most uh, appropriate for a bar crawl, the, you know, the space and things like that. No, yeah, it wasn't, the walks weren't bad, even in even in this weather that Donardo loves, <laughs> um, which it wasn't even that bad out that night, Donardo. Suck it up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I'll, I'll give you credit. So like how Zach mentioned, he, you know, thinks of the worst of situations. I always think of the worst when I go back up to Pittsburgh, because literally every time I do come back, it's the coldest it usually has been, you know, even like it, when I was up there. So first off, I was up there for my birthday, which was April 28th, a few years ago on May 1st, it snowed when I went back, we did live podcast. It was like 39 degrees outside May 1st. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like even last year when I came up for August, I believe it was like like 80 degrees. And when I came home, it was like 60. <laughs> so, you know, I was, I mean, February, God, I was expecting at least a foot of snow. It was like zero degrees. So yeah, I'll give you this. Be, it being 40 degrees. I was actually kind of excited about that. Zach had his farmer's almanac out when he scheduled that date. So <laughs> he, he was looking out for you. <laughs> yeah. The, something, something Tim would have done. It was much better than, uh, I mean, it could have been so much worse. It could have been, you know, five degrees. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like another thing. Something out of completely out of our control went so well, uh, weather-wise, and and also uh, I was worried about different groups being out at the same time as us. Like, you know, like if I'm a, if I'm if I'm somewhere like getting some wings or uh, you know watching the XFL game or some basketball, and I just want to hang out, knowing that a bar is going to be dead a huge group of people coming in, I'm going to be really annoyed. So <laughs> 167 right. people just show up. Yeah. And like we mentioned, the there's no incidents. There's no incidents between our group and 
thank God there were no incidents between our group and random people. So it's funny. It's funny you mention that because so we we missed McFadden's and we went we went to Soho a little early because Donardo uh, was staying there and he checked in and everything. So we were trying to get parking. Uh, but anyway, so we we get into Soho and it's like you know Soho's in the the hotel you know that's the hotel bar at the bottom of the, the bottom floor. And it's just like, you know, it's a nice atmosphere. People are enjoying a nice dinner. And we like sat down at the bar and I was like, boy, this place is in for a rude awakening when, you know, the rest of the bar crawl joins in. But it actually wasn't like once everybody kind of, you know, made their way over, it wasn't that bad. Like I didn't really notice that, you know, that crazy, but it was, it was real quiet in Soho. So I was kind of laughing at that one. And I'm glad you brought Soho up. Um, So when playing a bar crawl, I, it's the best case scenarios for you get a hold of every establishment you know their marketing or event manager and you get basically you get permission to show up there because they have to um they have to you know uh schedule extra staff for that for your group and you know and i didn't confirm anybody until until they responded to me and said yeah for sure come and uh maybe some drink specials but um I never reached out to Soho because I've always seen Soho as like a more like, like a restaurant and uh, like yeah. a kind of, I wouldn't say fancy, but it's a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there were people there having dinner and, you know, a group of hundred people show up, but they actually reached out to me. I'm not sure how they found out about it. Maybe Twitter, maybe Facebook, something. And they were interested in not only um, being a stop, but they were their sponsor, their t-shirt sponsor. And on top of that, which was awesome to see, is they bought extra shirts for their staff. So their staff, their staff was walking around yes. in our shirts. I was wondering, yeah, I saw quite a few of them with them. So that yeah. was awesome to see. I just, I just wasn't sure if they were like part of the bar, bar crawl earlier and then just like went to work or what. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. And, yeah. and they, they had the best. They had the best. Like they made a sign for the specials. Yeah, and, and it, it was nice. It was, it was uh, some nice design work. So, yeah, I, so- you know, I appreciate that. Well, there we go. Well, we're looking forward. You know, we're looking forward to the bar crawl next year, whatever it may be. But uh, we'll we'll be there, and um, maybe I'll forget. I'll, I'll actually remember the sign. We had a North Shore Nine sign that I left in my car. Uh huh. And, and thought about it thirty minutes into recording. So, uh, well, I'll, I'll, that, yeah. I'll do a better job to remember that next time. Uh, but I guess uh, we should talk some pirates. I guess, considering wow. this is a way to ruin the moment. I know, right? What a segue. Oh, I wanted to. I haven't. I was just crunching the numbers for um, the donation to carry. And I wanted to uh, let everybody know that this week I will be uh, going over and seeing her and Tim. And with the bar crawl and the GoFundMe combined, we were able to raise $15,000. Holy hell. So, yeah, she she multiple times uh, just told us how uh, thankful she was and how grateful and, and how much fun she had. And it was awesome to see her out uh, at the first, at the first few bars and her and her family, they're all very happy and very uh, grateful. So I just wanted to thank all the bar crawl participants, everybody, all the sponsors, everybody involved for, uh, for such a successful day. And uh, we definitely, uh, we did it. We, we did a great job and uh, we, we reached a goal. So uh, thanks to all of you for coming out and, and helping out and pretty much, you know, anybody involved. Um, so we're excited for next year and yeah, let's talk some pirates. Awesome job guys. So about them pirates. Well, I mean, Hey, 
you're a shirt designer, right? You're a graphics designer here. You love the pirates. Let's talk a little jerseys. Man, that seeing the script come back is, was just like a dream come true. Like, you know, I'm a big uniform guy. Um, I'm always interested in what teams have going on, but especially the Pittsburgh teams. And I feel like throughout the years, uh, the Penguins, they found they got it right. It's perfect. Their, their set is perfect. They went back to, uh, you know, they went back to an old, um, an old uniform design. And everybody loves it, even though now we're clamoring for uh, di- diagonal Pittsburgh and the, uh, <laughs> the pigeon jerseys, the robo pen. Uh, we'll see. But I think the, the Penguins have it perfect right now. The Steelers all they need to do is go back to the block numbers, and they will be perfect. And the Pirates, I I've always said that uh, the 1979, uh, you know, the V-neck pullovers. I always said that those are the greatest, and I would love for them to come back in a full-time capacity. But then I found out that the players don't really like them. The players, uh, they think that they're uncomfortable. So that, that was interesting to hear, even with the you know the new te- New Jersey technology. Right. But next best thing was the script. So not only that, uh, a brand new. It's not like, like they're just bringing back a throwback. They're not uh, implementing a throwback this year. Like they brought a whole new jersey to the fold with the script on black, which you, you kind of got the feeling that it was coming back because they, they, uh, I feel like there's been a few hints the past few years with like their, uh, their social media t shirt. If you, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, the at pirate shirt was in uh, the script. Oh, yeah. And they did the thing with Shop 412 that had the script. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I just had a feeling that it was on its way back just because, they, you know, they were throwing in little hints. But yeah, I'm excited to see him on the field. And, you know, it, it, finally, it's like every, Pirates fans can be, uh, can agree about something that those are awesome. <laughs> yeah. I cannot talk anymore about that black script jersey. I'm absolutely in love with it. And actually, as a matter of fact, I'm holding in my hand right now. A gray one, which just pisses me off. I got yeah. the raw. I thought I was getting a black one. They've been out of stock. Out of stock, and I thought I got a black one, and it came in gray, and they're still out of stock. So, <laughs> wow. so when I thought it was funny, I was getting it delivered on Sunday, the day after the bar crawl. So when I came home to Jacksonville on Monday, to my surprise, I saw the gray one. So, are they sending you a black? Like, did you order the black one? No, I guess it was the gray one all along. Uh, you must. I didn't actually order it. I I had someone order it for me that I know. Uh, so they thought it was the black one. Apparently, it was the gray one. So yeah, it was no like mess up on their end. It was just my guy. So it, it's funny because like I'm I'm kind of happy and like I want to take this out, but the same sense I don't because I want the black one. So I'm sitting here with this beautiful script jersey that's in gray, and I can't do anything with it. <laughs> The only thing is, do you guys notice the split, like with the buttons, the buttons? Yes. Go yeah, ahead, Ryan. Different. <laughs> yeah. It's different that, than it used to be. Take out your soapbox, Ryan. That's my, yeah, That we talked about this, I don't know, whatever they announced a couple weeks ago. That's my, like, one gripe with it. Like, you know, and they, somebody had screenshotted it and compared it to the 90s jersey, and the S is on the left or whatever. Like, why did they split it? The, like I just feel like that's depending on how the jersey falls, you know what a player is doing. It could look really goofy. So I, I didn't get that either. Yeah. Um, 
It's, it's just interesting, interesting decision. You would think that would be a decision they made in the 90s and fixed it in 2020, but the opposite way. Right. Other way around. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, that, uh, I need to get one. Uh, I kind of <laughs> want both of them. The price tag, uh, that, that uh, I don't want to, you know, complain about prices, but... Uh, the, uh, just the, spend like, money, Zach. The, the, <laughs> the, Zach's wallet. These are pretty expensive. I was, uh, I was surprised by that. But regardless, you know, still got to get one. Probably a blank one. Yeah. I think that's all I have right now. There's no, oh, never mind. No, I guess there's players. I was going to get a custom one, but yeah, when I saw the price of the blank ones, I was like, I'll just stick with that. <laughs> but I'm not doing the custom ones right now. No, I guess like my one gripe, and I talked about on my other podcast, is I don't understand. Like when you come out with that black jersey, why are the pants not black too? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't, pants. Mm, the, the gray ones, it just, mm, just irks me a little <laughs> bit here. You could have had perfection and you, you just missed. Yeah. then you get a, you know, you know, bones has a bunch, a ton of black pants in the, in the equipment room from last year. I guess they couldn't wear majestic with Mikey though. So never mind. <laughs> Why the hell are the jerseys so expensive? Like, I don't know. I saw uh, the new Brewers jersey. It's just because it's Nike. I mean, like, cause they it's new and it's yeah, that's what they set it as. Like, yes. they're ridiculous. What the new... what what are they? They're going for like isn't it like three hundred or something? Three eight. Your name on the back is three fifty. I saw. Actually, oh. no, I think it was four hundred. I saw a yellow oh. Brewers one. Oh well, right, yeah. So the blank ones I'm talking about is three eighteen. Yeah, the the ones with the names I think are like Zach said four fifty. But there's something there's something different with. Um, they're called authentic. Like, I'm guessing it's, it's like, everything stitched and like, just like the one on the field. But uh, there's, a, I know the Pirates were selling a hundred dollar one at Pirates Fest that it looks just as good as the authentic, but obviously it's a lot less money. They they took the majestic off and <laughs> put a swoosh on it. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get rid of these jerseys somehow. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild to me, especially like with the Pirates. You can't be going out and buying a $400 jersey with the player's name on it. They could be traded in two months. Right. My goodness. And that's another thing that, you know, people people are seeing these uh, jersey prices and they're blaming the Pirates. They're like, <laughs> uh, like, come on, like the Pirates don't make the price of the jersey. Uh, it's MLB, it's Nike. Zach, it's always the Pirates' fault, okay? <laughs> that, that's that's what the fans say. Everything's the Pirates' fault. Yeah, I see everybody's uh, taking the uh, – a split squad loss in second oh, spring training games. They're taking it very well today. I saw it there. Oh. Oh, so wow. It's so stupid. That's what we're talking about on the show today. And it's just like, yeah, they're zero and three in spring training. The season's over. Not that nobody's even expecting anything from this season. So what's it matter if your spring training's bad anyway? It just, it kills me. Um, what does it ever matter if you're good or bad in spring training? Exactly. But you know, everyone they gotta they gotta bitch to bitch. So uh speaking of which, Zach, I guess we'll get your thoughts on the season. So, you know, obviously the pirates are I don't know, they're some people are saying it's a rebuild, but they only get rid of one person. So I don't think it's a rebuild, but they're in this kind of retooling phase, hold pattern, kind of see how this these young guys perform this year. But what and no one's really expecting any, you know, anything obviously from this team this year, but what do you want to see from the Pirates this year? What are your, I guess, expectations or what are you looking for? Uh, what do you want to see from the players? So I would never like tweet this because I would get attacked by trolls. But <laughs> um, I am 
always optimistic about the Pirates no matter what. I know it's supposed to be a, year, a rebuild year and it's going to take a while to, you know, get back to the glory days of 2013. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm confident and not confident, but I'm excited for the, for the season. I'm always excited for baseball to start. And, uh, you know, I'm optimistic. I'll, I'll be optimistic until they, um, you know, until I start losing, if they start losing, but I, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's going to be as bad as everybody thinks. Uh, I think people are exaggerating. Like, I don't know. They're not going to lose a hundred games. I can tell you that right now. Um, but if, yeah, if the only trade they were going to make is Marte. I don't see them being worse than last year. I th- actually, they might be a little bit better than last year, uh, especially the pitchers stay healthy. They need to stay healthy. Uh, it's like, what's with the Pittsburgh sports teams and everybody being hurt. Um, I was just thinking back to last mm. year, just how everybody was hurt. And then Steelers, everybody's hurt. And the Penguins, everybody's really hurt. So I don't know. I don't know what's in the water, man. But uh, these guys, if they stay healthy, I think I think the Pirates can win 70, 75 games this year. Oh, oh, oh. So so we are running a – yesterday I put out there the wins challenge. It's been reintroduced. It is official. So – are you giving us an answer right here on the show? Yeah. Uh, I guess I was, I said 70, 75. I guess I'll just go with 73. Let's do that. Fuck it. 73 wins. Zach the least. <laughs> but you know, it's yeah, I'm always excited for Paris baseball. So wasn't well, say so 73 this year and you're already hinting because you know, you've already pre-warned us that, you know, you want to make sure you're doing a pirate game where they're away next year because obviously they're going to be in the playoff hunt, you know, yeah. and the crowds that the pirates are going to bring next year because of how good they are. You know, you're worried about the bar crawl. So I already see where you're heading for next year. 73 this year, 95 the following, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I don't obviously, thank God, I don't get paid to talk about sports. So my opinions don't matter. But um, I mean, it's, it's pretty much the same team as last year, uh, you know, minus. Yes. Well, Mar- Marte's going to hurt because like a lot of people, people devalue Marte and they, they'll see how many balls drop in, um, in the outfield this year. Uh, it's something we took for granted when he was there because he covered so much ground. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, and then obviously Vasquez, uh, that hurts and that's just a whole other situation. So. Yeah, I'm with you as far as, you know, the people that are predicting the 100 losses, but, you know, Vegas has like the over-under set at 71. So it's like they're not they're not losing 100 games. It's essentially the same team, yes, you know, minus Marte and Vasquez. And we're basically going to see, you know, we got Chad Cool coming back, Santana, some guys are, you know, birdie, some guys that are healthy. And you're pretty much going to see what a kind of a coaching staff is valuable because – they definitely overhauled the whole coaching staff. So we're going to kind of see what they can do with an actual pitching philosophy that doesn't, you know, isn't from six years ago. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think the whole, you know, the sky is falling. They're going to be terrible. It's a complete rebuild. Uh, I don't think they will be as bad, you know, but at the same time, you know, I don't think they're going to be like battling for a pennant or anything. I keep forgetting about the, the coaching staff changes. That, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean that's it's going to be an interesting year, uh, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the new pitching philosophies and what the new I don't what, I don't even know what the pitching coach's name is, but uh, I I did read good things about him, so 
yeah, um, just from hearing things from uh, Sirage's philosophies, it'll probably be uh, nice to get a fresh, some fresh bodies in there and uh, some fresh philosophies and things like a that. A lot of fresh, just fresh is all fresh. I had to say. Something yeah, just new. like them jerseys, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, all right, so wait, we'll put it down. 73 wins for Zach. We'll, we'll note that on the site. And uh, anybody else out there that's listening, uh, you know, we tweeted it out and they've, you know, got a lot of responses already. So, you know, tweet us, Facebook us, whatever, uh, give us your prediction and, and we'll put it on the site and uh, track it as the year goes on. But uh, Zach, uh, as always, you know, thanks for coming on to the show. Uh, thanks again for running the bar crawl last week. It was a, it was amazing, uh, huge success. And uh, I can't wait for next year, to be honest. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Obviously, we're already thinking about it, but it's gonna, you know, it's a, it's a long way away. I got to enjoy the other things in life, but uh, yeah, I just, I'm still, uh, still can't believe how, how great everything went, how smooth. And thanks for everybody to come out. And we didn't talk about this, but it was really cool to meet a lot of Twitter people. Um, it was kind of, you know, I was a little nervous about it at first because you, you never know with people, like people you see online, you, you don't know how they are in person, but everybody seems to be pretty cool. And, uh, and I told Smitty and uh, Herb this multiple times throughout the night, but it felt like, like hanging out with those guys, it felt like I've known them for a while. You know, and you guys too. Like, yes. I, I feel like I just, I feel like I've known you guys and hung out with you guys multiple times. And which reminds me, I, if you guys do a live podcast uh, for a game, uh, I'll be there for sure. Maybe do something with uh, Pittsburgh clothing. Mm. So maybe in May. Yeah. Dropping yeah. bombs. It's it's our turn to release information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little announcement. But yeah, I'll definitely be there for that. And uh cool. You, we're thinking about doing like a little test bar crawl um one weekend in uh May or June when the pirates are on the road to kinda test the waters a little bit to kind of see the atmosphere, see how everything is, uh, to see if it would be a good I mean obviously we can't we won't be able to gauge too much but it might it'll be nice to see if if we'd be able to handle it uh next year smart man i like it yeah i don't know if i can be up there for that one <laughs> that's okay <laughs> Especially we'll come like i might be up there a weekend before or after for the <clears throat> live podcast yeah there we go hey you know Steelers playing jacksonville next year or this i year? do yeah i've always wanted to go to that stadium it is literally a home game for the Steelers. Right. Another one, of <laughs> which that. as it usually is, but I mean, it, it for sure is here. Jacksonville's not going to London. <laughs> Honestly, you should have a bar crawl down here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might, you might even get more people. Right. Yeah, we'll just we'll come down for the game and then we'll just do our own bar crawl. We don't have to make people sign up. Right. There'll <laughs> uh, be plenty of following, all black and gold. All right. Well, very good. Uh, thanks for coming on, Zach. And uh, we'll definitely, I promise you, you'll be on before three years from now. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll have you on sooner than that. Seriously, we, uh, you know, I don't have very good opinions on many things, but, uh, and, and it's a, usually a surprise if I can formulate a sentence um, without, <laughs> without going, uh, 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 or, but it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll, Get something going soon. Definitely. Awesome. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later, okay? Yep. yep. Later, guys. Thanks, Zach.
Thanks again for Zach for coming on and uh, hosting us at the Pittsburgh uh, Clothing Company's Bar Crawl last week. And uh, like I said, I can't say enough about it, Donardo. It was a good time. I had fun. And I'm old. I'm a boomer, too. Hey, <laughs> you said it. But, I, I, yeah, man, I had a great time. Honestly, as mentioned, I... I, I, had, I had an awesome time. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, Leonardo. We, we know, we, everybody knows you had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right, man, I, I can't wait till, uh, to do it again. You know, I'll definitely come up for it whenever I'm told it's happening. But yeah. um, with that said, yeah. again, I can't thank him enough. And Tim and everyone that showed up is a great great event for a great cause and i don't think it could have gone any better than what it did so kudos to everyone who attended was part of it all around you're, you're excited for that warmer weather next year oh man i'm telling you no it's I'm t- listen he's gonna have it in may and it will snow i promise you i promise you right. i will take that bet i almost i'm gonna go on a limb and match whatever they <laughs> whatever they raise and say it's going to snow. That's how confident I am. There you go. Yeah, you, you'll be able to bust out your camo shorts or whatever the heck you'll be wearing. Oh, who knows by then? I'm, I, I might have those lace shorts, as uh, Mike oh. in Illinois pointed out. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Trouble. Trouble. Uh-oh. Anyways, let's uh, wrap this up. But yep. uh, we will be on NS9 Live this Thursday. Correct, Ryan? We're coming back. Yes, sir. And then we'll be back recording again this Sunday, but I will be down in Bradenton this St. Paddy's Day weekend in March. Come on down mm. if you're coming. Hit us up. We'll uh, definitely meet up and have a beer. Or more. Or, or many. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. We'll, we'll be talking. We'll actually be get to talk actual baseball now from now on. So it's good news, even though it's spring training. But we'll, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. It'll be good. We'll find That's something it. to talk about. All right, well, we out of here. We'll see y'all later. Bye-bye. Peace.